What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Alright everyone, this is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn. We all know what time it is. It's time to talk about everything and anything under the sun. It's the Mad Ramblings of a Gen Xer. Uh, you know what? It's, 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 Tuesday's gonna be a big day. Not just in regards to Super Election Tuesday. I don't even know if it's called Super Election Tuesday. I call it Super Election Tuesday. But you know what? The Powerball. It's Powerball time. And uh, I usually don't play the lottery because not that I think it's a waste of money, because any chance that you have, if, if you have an opportunity to win money, that's great. You know, and if it costs you like two bucks for a ticket, there's nothing wrong with that. And of course, the Powerball uh, right now, as of today, Monday, is sitting at one million dollars. Well, I think it's a lot more than one million dollars. It's one point nine billion billion dollars which probably would be over two billion before tuesday's drawing so honestly if you think about it, i i think i personally think about it this way if i win the powerball on tuesday do i really care who wins the elections on tuesday as well do i really care about that because of the fact that if i have two billion dollars i'm not taking the annuity i'm taking the payout which would probably be like, I don't know, $700 million after taxes and everything, the money they take, which which I don't understand. I mean, I understand the tax portion of it, but I, I, don't, understand, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm probably taking that one lump sum, and I'm disappearing. It'll, you know what it'll be? It'll be a mobile podcast. You'll never know where I am. Is he over there? Is he over there? Is he over there? No, because it's a mobile podcast now. Because I'll be, I'll be everywhere under the sun and nowhere. But someone asked me, what... Tim, if you win the Powerball, what are you doing? What's the, fir- what's the first thing that you're, you're doing? Well, honestly, the first thing that I wanted to do is I was going to go out and buy a Lamborghini. And I'm just joking about that. I wasn't going out to buy a Lamborghini. I was only bringing that up because I, I was reading something in the newspaper yesterday that Lamborghini is sold out into 2024. They can't keep up with orders. You want to talk about something that's, that's, that's evidently recession-proof? Get a Lamborghini. That seems to be a great investment. They reported on Monday uh, that they sold 7,430 vehicles through this year. That's an 8% increase over the same period in 2021. Evidently, there's a new there's, there's a new SU, Lamborghini SUV. It only cost a half a million. I think if I, I, think if I won $1.2 billion, I could afford a half a million dollars. Is that like buying a Hyundai? When you have that much money, is that literally like buying a Honda? You're like, you know, you know, half a bit, you know, half a, I, I have, I have two hundred billion, uh, half, half a million. That's like a Honda. That's what I'm thinking. But there is an eighteen to nineteen month waiting period right now for new Lamborghinis. 
So is it better for me to go out and buy an old Lamborghini? I'm looking at the Lamborghini SUV right now, which is counts for over 50% of the sales. First of all, the picture I'm looking at is green, is neon green. First of all, I'm getting a Lamborghini, I'm getting yellow. I, I'm, I'm old school Miami Vice. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh, Lord. Uh, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm Tubbs. I'm Crockett. I'm driving down the causeway. But, I mean, it's crazy, though, if you think about it. Lamborghini, recession proof. <laughs> I hope one person wins. Well, first of all, I hope I win the lottery. I, I hope I win the Powerball. I do. I got, oh God, we got, we got people jumping in here left and right with these, with these pings and it's crazy. I'm tired. I'm tired of these. I'm tired of these pings. I'm tired of these requesting services. I'm tired of all these things that I get because you know what? Right now I, I it's, it's the election season time and let's see how many pings that we get from candidates. Cause right now we have been recording for a couple minutes now. We've already gotten three pings. And these are election pings. These are pings asking me to vote for Oz, asking me to vote for Fetterman, Fetterman asking me to vote for Shapiro. And now you get them, e- even when you opt out of them, they continue to come at you in waves. And I'm talking waves. And it's the same thing. The, 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 the democracy is needed. If you, if you do not vote now, you know, democracy will end. I don't think democracy is going to end. Democracy has been around since so for a while, since 1776. I don't think it's going anywhere. I do think this is an important election cycle, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But someone asked me, what would I do if I won? If I, if I won $1 million. And again, that's $2 billion. I don't have a $2 billion sound effect. Um, I would probably do nothing. <laughs> I, I would, I would probably, I probably would go into hiding. I would probably buy an island. Everyone knows I don't like people because I'm Gen X. I don't like people. I like dogs. I got in trouble the other day because I said to someone, I like, I like dogs more than I like people. And they're like, well, that's just wrong. How could you like dogs? Because dogs are uncomplicated. Dogs are, they, they, they give you your affection and they give you their attention with no strings attached. Besides wanting to eat or go to the bathroom, uh, but isn't that isn't that all human functions as well? But they they love you unconditionally, whether you're a jerk, whether you're not, whether you're you know, and 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 they it's just it's just a pure love that they have dogs, and that's why I said I I, I would prefer to hang out with dogs than people. That's why I probably have three dogs. That would probably be the case. That's probably why I live in the middle of the country, <laughs> middle of nowhere, because I don't like leaving my house. That's why I'm hiding in the basement. Doing a podcast, doing a sports podcast. And if you don't know, I have a sports co- podcast as well and a sports YouTube channel. It's online, Big Blue Sports. Talk about the NFL, talk about New York football giants. But if I win the lottery, what am I doing? I'm doing nothing. I'm hanging out. I'm just have. I'm just having a good time. And you know, it's uh, and it's. But it was always one of those things: is how much does your life really change when you win the lottery? And you watch these lottery winners who whose lives are destroyed. That they they have this they have this moment of euphoria this moment of glee because they won you know three hundred million or whatever it is and then you see all these stories about horror stories about lottery winners getting murdered you know I mean I mean people how they lose all their money how their families you know take all 
take all take all their money. How they there's all these great stories about how they lost it all, and it's just crazy because it's like you had one guy that won um, won sixteen. His name was Bud Post. So it was sixteen point two million, and that was back in eighty eight. And this is and I only know is because this was in Pennsylvania. Like I said, I live in Pennsylvania. His former girlfriend tried to sue him and sued him successfully for a third of his winnings. His brother was arrested for evidently hiring a hitman to kill him. And his hope was that if he had him killed, well, you know what would happen? He would get the bunny. And then all of a sudden, he lost all of his cash. After sinking his money into like some family businesses and sank it into debt, and he did some time in jail for a fire gun, uh, you know, he, he went broke. And he quietly lived on $450 a month in food stamps until he died in 2006. I mean, is that is that a way to go? And then you had another woman back in 2004 who won uh, $10 million. It was in Ontario. And she spent all of her own winnings on, like, on like the, the prototypical house, the fancy car, clothes, lavish parties, handed out friends money, get, you know, loaned family members. And then before she knew it, before she knew it, before she could put any money in her money in a trust for her six kids, she lost it all. I mean, that's another that's another horror story. And then you had another person who was a former waitress at a Waffle House. And then she she won. I forgot how much she won. But then all of a sudden she had one point nine million dollars in taxes from the government. I mean, then you had another guy. His name was Gerald Muswagon. He won $10 million in the Super Bowl in Canada. Again, these are guys, a lot of these people are in Canada, but uh, back in 2000, well, 1998, he poured his money into a logging business. How do you fail in a logging business in Canada? How does that fail? There's all freaking trees everywhere in Canada. So he then, after he lost all of his money, he, took a, he had to take a job at a friend's farm just to make ends meet. And then he ended up hanging himself in his parents' garage. And then you had a lady, Susan Mullins in Virginia. And I think that, that was in 90, uh, 1993. She won $4.2 million. Now, you got to remember, $4.2 million, like in like in 93 was probably like $18 million now. And, you know, she split, the, she split the yearly payments three ways with her husband, her daughter, leaving Mullins about $47,000 a year which she quickly found herself in debt, and she shelled out a million dollars for her uninsured son's medical bills. So I guess in some ways, you know, that, 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 worked, that, that worked for him. Oh, we got a new, we got another, we got another John Fetterman, John Fetterman ping coming in. I think right now if we're going for pings, Fetterman's leading Oz like four to three. So we got to wait. We got to wait and see what goes on. We got to wait and see. We got to keep this show going so we can see how many pings we're up to. And then there was Mario um, Americano Lopes, who won the New Jersey lottery, quit his job, <laughs> claiming that he needed foot, sur- foot surgery. So he lied about quitting his job. After coming clean to a former co- co-worker, he and a few others, him and a few others, ganged up on Lopes for not splitting the winnings as product. So basically, what happened is he was in a pool with his, comp- his compadres. He decided that uh, he. Uh, he didn't want to share the winnings, so he quit his job not telling anyone. And then all of a sudden, they ganged up on him for not splitting the winnings, his promise. In a fraud suit, the co-workers claimed they all pitched in for the winning tickets. The courts awarded Lopes to split the prize. I mean, these are horror stories that are people having. 
I like this one guy, Michael Carroll, who was 19 when he won 9.7 million, which is uh, which in Britain, um, which would be 15 million uh, back in 2022. Uh, he, he's another guy. He's a former garbage man, and he lost all of his money. You know, he had a per- I like he had a propensity for crack parties and prostitutes, and cars put him back to square one in five years, five years, and then he went back to try to find. His old job. It literally is. It literally is the lottery curse. So maybe I don't want to win. Maybe I don't want to win. And there was a guy that was working as a stock boy at Home Depot and won $31 million in a Texas jackpack back in 1997. He quit his job. He traveled to Hawaii, bought a ranch, six other homes, a bunch of cars, donated 480 turkeys to the poor. But he couldn't. he didn't understand that this was not sustainable. So, so he so he ran into final tramp, tr- ran into financial trouble when a company that gave lottery winners lump sums in exchange for their annuity checks, and left him with far less than he had won. And that's why you never do. That's why you always take it from the government. But I mean, take it from the state. But th- I don't think they had it back in then. So here's another guy got divorced, divide. Uh, he got divorced and then killed himself. So I keep thinking about this. Maybe I need to take my. Maybe I need to take my Powerball ticket back. Maybe I don't need. Maybe I don't need. One million dollars. I'm starting to think about this. Maybe I don't need that money. Maybe I'm happier without it, which is a lie. I think, I think you know what? Uh, the lottery nowadays, what they make you do is you have to wait 30 days before you even get your check. And I, and I, know, I don't know if that's every state, but that's in Pennsylvania. And the reason they give you that 30-day time frame is they try to allow you the opportunity to go out and Pull up your fund, you know, get get your finances together, get you, get a lawyer, get a, you know, get your bank account set up, get a financial manager and everything else. And then they give you the check. And then they give you that big check. So hopefully you are, you know, people will still, you know, people are still going to lose it. People are still going to do stupid things with it. I think we all would do stupid things with it. I mean, I was thinking what would, what would be the dumbest thing that I would buy with uh, my 1.9 billion? What was the dumbest thing that I would buy? I might buy a Starbucks. I was thinking about this. I could, I might buy a Starbucks. And the only reason I want to buy a Starbucks is because I want to buy it and close it. Because I freaking hate Starbucks. I want to buy it, close it, shut it down. This way people, I might buy a lot of Starbucks just so people can go back and enjoy regular coffee. It's a Vente Tall Grande with Mocha Chacachino foam. What the hell is that? I drink coffee black with one sugar sometimes. But that's what I would do. I would buy some Starbucks. And I would turn around and I would close them so people would be, so people would have to go and drink real coffee. I play the stock market once in a while. Well, I play the stock market all the time. I don't, I, I don't get involved with, you know, like I said, I don't give, I don't get involved giving out financial advices, but I, the other day, Amazon's third quarter earnings came out and they were, you know, they were probably not what it was expected. And then also they had their, they're, they're limited on some of their fourth quarter earnings. So it, it just, it just, their stock just plummeted, plummeted from 140 down to a one point, almost $89, went from 140 to $89. Their net sales grew by 15% over year to year to $1.27 billion. So their, their sales growth is 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 exponential, but their Amazon Web Service slowed to tw- from twenty seven uh, to twenty seven percent growth uh, from thirty three in the second quarter and thirty nine a year ago. 
It's also, um, I mean, so it's it, they still grew, but they did not accelerate as much as possible, which is why Wall Street analysts and everything else, some most of them put a a hold on the stock, not a sell, not a buy, but they put a hold. But you dropped that much, and I always tell the story, and I've told the story a million times before. Amazon in its infancy, not back in the late '90s or the mid '90s when it first came, but like in the early 2000s, just before 2000, just before they really blew up. I was offered the opportunity to work for Amazon, and the problem was they weren't paying anything. Everything they were paying was in stock. You received a limited salary and a whole bunch of stock when you first started, and then you got a whole bunch more stock when you know when uh, you get, get reached certain areas of tenure. But there was it was just not a it was not a sustainable living wage. So I decided, you know, I'm I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna, I, I can't work here. Just think about that now. If I got that, if I had that stock, like at a dollar, and now even at even at ninety dollars where it's at now, I probably could afford that Lamborghini. I probably wouldn't have to worry about winning the Powerball. I was thinking, I was thinking about that. I could, I could have my Lamborghini now. Could have had it years ago before the Lamborghini became recession proof. But like I said, it was just not a, a livable, sustainable wage. It just really wasn't. And the reason why I was thinking about that is again, cause like I said, I live in Pennsylvania at home Depot. You, you have a lot of people right now and a lot of labor unions trying to get into places like home Depot. And what they're basically just trying to do is, you know, they're trying to create a union in all these stores. And it was called, they were forming Home Depot's Workers United. And I love it because they did a, they went to a store here in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia uh, and the workers voted 165 to 51 against forming the union. Uh, I mean, unions, when they were around back in the day, they, they weren't, they were needed. They were necessary because of the fact that, you know, workers were getting screwed you know, there were some unfair labor practices, you know, unsafe working conditions. But it's interesting now because of the way the way the economy is, the way the job market is, the way everything's set up. If you don't want to work at Home Depot, go don't go work at Home Depot. Home Depot still pays like 20 bucks an hour for people that just come in. But I love it because they one of the people that wanted to form the form the union was saying that they were discontent with compensation, working conditions, understaffing, and the lack of training among those among the grievances that spurred the union effort. Listen, guys at Home Depot. First of all, the majority of the people at Home Depot don't know anything. You 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 ask them for an Allen wrench, they send you and give you a Phillips head screwdriver. Some people. You ask them where something is, and they have these little handheld devices. They pull it up on the handheld devices. And it's supposed to tell you what aisle it's in. And they'll be like, well, okay, it's uh, it's in aisle 31, uh, and it's in bay 7. You go, to, you go to aisle 31, you go to bay 7, not there. And then you find out it's in aisle 14, bay 2. <laughs> I mean, there, there's something wrong. There is something wrong with that immediately that you cannot look on a handheld device and tell me where something is. I don't think that's lack of training. I just think sometimes their uh, POS system or their in, or their uh, inventory system just isn't uh, just isn't working cohesively with the re- with the rest of their computer systems. I don't think that has to do with labor practices. And if you don't want to work at Home Depot, don't work at Home Depot. Go work at something else. And I I love it because back in my day, back in my day when back in my day when bubble gum was only twenty five cents. Said before, one of my favorite things is the line from Bazooka Joe: "Lead follower, get out of my way." 
I made like $3 in 25 cents. I made minimum wage and I worked at Acme supermarkets. And this is when I was 17. And I laugh because they made you join the meat packers union. Now I'm 17 years old, still in high school, working 30 hours a week at this job. And they're telling me that I, to work there, it's a union shop. What benefits am I going to get from joining the union at 17 years old? And I never understood why I'm joining the meat packers union. I wasn't packing meat. Well, technically I am. That's what she said. Uh, but it's one of those things that I was cleaning bathrooms. I was picking up shopping carts. I, I was doing everything such as that. I wasn't doing anything else. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't out there using the slicer. But it was a union shop, so you had to go and work there. You you had to, you had to do it. You had to join, or you couldn't work for Acme Supermarkets. And I just find that so funny that you look at these people now trying to form these unions because of the fact that there really is no minimum wage anymore. Cause you have all these companies that are having a dearth in reference to hiring people. So there's really no, there's no minimum wage anymore. Some of these places start at 15, 20 bucks an hour. And the problem was minimum wage. And I, and I love it. Cause I go, well, minimum wage isn't a living age. You can't you a living wage. You can't live off of that. No, you're not supposed to. Cause it's an entry level position. It's supposed to be your stepping stone to another job, another career, another payday, more making more money. That's why they call those jobs entry level positions. They're not they're not there for you to turn around and live and work 40 hours a week and live there. They're there as a stepping stone for your career into something else, into something greater. And I think that's what a lot of people get confused about. So election is on Tuesday. We're gonna do we're gonna do a Super Tuesday election special, maybe. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided yet because we're trying to do videos every day, or at least every I'm mean, videos. I keep saying videos because the fact like I said I do a podcast and I do a uh, a sports YouTube channel. But I think we're gonna try to do something daily. If not, we're gonna do something every other day. But I mean, I just think it's a politicians on both sides have lost sight of not only what the people in the United States want, but what they need and, and what they need to survive nowadays. And I, I just, it just, it just kind of fills you with this, this anxiety that you, you see inflation. I worry about inflation every day. You see that wages are going up slower than inflation. So even though you're making more money, you're actually making less because you're paying more for everyday goods. You have the diesel shortages. You have gas problems. No one's talking about the baby food shortages still. No one's. That's evidently disappeared. You have COVID. You have the flu. You have the R. What is it? The RSV virus uh, infection or whatever it is now. You have the super flu, which the um, the the vaccine is not made for. We we everyone in my house got the flu um, a couple of days ago. We all got the flu. And we, you know, we're, we went to the, we were all diagnosed with the flu and we went and the doctor and I said, the doctor said, well, we all got our flu shots. I said, and it was funny because we had visitors over for Halloween and uh, everyone got the flu. Like there's, so there was a hundred percent infection rate with everyone in the house, even the visitors. And I asked the doctor, I said, you know, we, we all have the flu shot. We've all got it months ago. So I think that one person, the least time out of time they had it was a month. I said, how the hell did we all get the flu? And that's when he said, well, it's a different version of the flu. This is this this version of the flu is different from the version of the flu that you got the shot for. 
How many more shot? How many? How many more DNA altering shots do I need to get? Because let's all be honest, the the um, the the Pfizer shot is a DNA altering shot for COVID. Never being honest about it, and I know people that are uh, work that have degrees in biology that are, have degrees in microbiology, and they'll tell you the same thing. So, how many more shots do I got to keep getting? Before I cannot get sick while I continue to get sick. We're going to have everything coming on up on Tuesday. We're going to have a lot of fun with the election. Hopefully everyone enjoyed today's show. And again, this is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn. It's the mad ramblings of a Gen Xer. I might be back on Tuesday. I should say Wednesday. I might not because who knows? I may be a billionaire. And we're out.